I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 87. And we don't have an intro, but if before Saturday you go onto our Facebook group, I posted a post. That's what you do. <laughs> you post a post. And all you have to do is comment, hey, ho, yo, let's go. <laughs> Whatever you want to post. And we are giving away 10 intros. And by we, I mean amazing members of the Creepinati who, while they pay for that as part of their tier of Patreon, it's just not their thing. And so they're amazing and they're in the holiday spirit and they want to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. I literally paused for you to do that. <laughs> so you have a few days. Head on over to the Facebook group, see that announcement post, say something on it. And then on Saturday, 1 p.m. Central Time, Donna and I are going live and we will draw 10 names <laughs> who will win the intros. Mm-hmm. So be there or be square. Or a triangle, whatever. I mean, be who you want to be, but fucking be there. I'm a rhombus. Well, I'm an isosceles. <laughs> you always want to be by yourself. I do. I really do. <laughs> Like, like, I really do. Like, I was sitting there at lunch, and I was like, damn, everybody's about to be back. Like, legit, that was my thought today. I was like, fuck. Okay, now that all that's out of the way, let's get into why everybody's actually here. The first one is called Ignoring the Sinister Sightings I Saw. Hey, you guys. Right now, I'm listening to one of your episodes, and it hit me. I have a story to share. I was so excited, I had to stop working and share it with you. First of all, y'all are my favorite. I laugh out loud throughout the night listening to y'all's banter. Okay, here's my scary-ass encounter. I used to work for an auto parts store that had been built from scratch. The plot of land was empty, and they just built that building and made a store. You would think there wasn't anything scary or haunted going on. Wrong! There were aisles of 12 feet tall shelving with car parts on them behind the counter where I would usually stand around and wait for customers. When it was closing time, I would turn off the lights before doing any of the closing duties because I didn't want anyone thinking we were still open. I wanted to go home ASAP. I totally feel that. That is when the scary shit would happen. It was just me and another coworker. They would stay to count the drawer, and I would empty the trash bins that were around the back. I would usually run because I'm scared of the dark, and the time I was taking my time and walked in the back, I saw a tall, dark figure walk in front of me towards the restroom. It went in and never came out. They even set off the automated light sensor. The lights in the restroom turned on. This was happening in front of my eyes. This figure was about seven feet tall and looked like a slim shadow figure, and I just stood there frozen. I did not get the trash from there that night, but... I am a rational person, so I told myself, you didn't really see that. You just imagined it. I ignored it completely. A few weeks later passed, and I saw an even scarier sighting. This time, the lights of the building were still on, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like a slender, tall man hanging from the ceiling. I don't know how long it was there, but his body was swinging, this is where I freaked out, and I was like, nope, I am not crazy. I am really seeing this. Other coworkers would say they heard bins move in the back when nobody was there, but they never saw anything. 
Right when the store was closing for good because we didn't have enough customers, I found out the lot the store was built on used to be a church. I'm not sure if something happened when it was a church, but I was happy to never go back. Thanks for keeping me company at work and giving me the scares. Charo. No, thanks. Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't need, look, I prefer a big guy, <laughs> not a tall slender guy, much less one of the see-through variety. Mm-hmm. Remember when I had the exact opposite thing happen when I was in the bathroom at Whataburger and uh, it was taking a really long time and the the censored lights shut off on me and I couldn't get them on, but you're already in the car. Mm-hmm. Because that's when I had a, a boot on mm-hmm. and was on IV antibiotics because that was fun. Yep. We were on our way to the great city of Chicago. Yep. But I was like, um, uh... Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you throw toilet paper? Yes, I was trying to get something to do the lights. Oh, my gosh. I would have freaked the fuck out, and I certainly would not have emptied that trash can either. That can wait. Oh, hell no. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay, the title is Donna, Oh, My God, Episode 26, Messed Up My Phone. Asterisk. We are not at all... Uh, what is it? Um, (laughs) Responsible for damage to uh, phones, earbuds, computers... (laughs) Cars, lives, <laughs> ankles from pebbles. <laughs> All right. FYI, I go by my nickname, Jameson. Y'all, listen. Avi, love you both, and you're amazing. I've been going back and listening to some of the earlier episodes because it's been a while and I love scary stories. Plus, I'm cramming my brain with all types of case studies writing my dissertation for my PhD in I.O. Psyche. I slash O. Psyche. Tangent time. I have a BS in psychology and an MS in clinical mental health counseling. So you can hit me up with questions about the DSM or mental health, and I'll try my best to answer them with references. And suddenly I'm second guessing everything I've ever said in the podcast. (laughs) Picture it. This morning, I got up at 2.30 a.m. so I have time to walk my dogs and prepare for my hour drive to work, get all the things ready, etc. I was listening to episode 26 again about the Z demon, and when you were saying you didn't want to type the name, I don't want to type it either because of what happened earlier, my phone froze and your voice got super creepy. I restarted my phone and then kept listening like a complete fool. And after about 10 minutes, my phone goes off with an alarm that I never set for 3.30 a.m. I noped right out of that episode. I have this internal struggle to reason away all things paranormal, but at the same time, I've had enough paranormal experiences, I don't ignore them. On my way to work, I decided to listen to episode 36 and wanted to share this story from when I was a kid. I grew up and live in a small town outside of Portland, Oregon. My dad was born in Mobile, though, so I love your accents because they remind me of my family reunions. I was born in 1985, the best year ever. Uh, duh. Mm-hmm. My mom loved to go to the movies, and one of her favorite theaters was in Camas, C-A-M-A-S. Don't know, but it's in Oregon, I'm sure, right outside of Portland. (laughs) We went to the movie theater to see some kids' movie, which one I can't remember, but probably a Disney movie. 
When we were leaving the theater, some kid was throwing an epic tantrum, and my mom was basically like, this is what you look like if you're throwing a fit in public. Don't ever do that, or I will whoop your ass. I don't know how much after that, but my mom was like, that was the kid that was almost abducted by Wesley Allen Dodd. (gasps) Mm -hmm. My mom obviously freaked the hell out, and after that, anytime I went somewhere, it was like, don't talk to strangers because it could be Wesley Allen Dodd. She scared the crap out of me. Fast forward a few years later, I'm walking home from school, probably 10 or 11 with my trumpet. Yeah, I went to band camp. And this car pulls up next to me and goes, hey, your mom's sick and she wanted me to give you a ride. Guess what, motherfucker? My mom was an OG murderino. And after that Wesley Allen Dodd shit, she started reading all kinds of books about serial killers. And she drilled it into my head that she would never send someone I didn't know to pick me up. Wow. My obvious command of the English language took over and I screamed. (laughs) And I screamed, Wesley Allen died. (laughs) (laughs) Dropped my trumpet and ran to the office my mom worked at which had been my destination anyways, and I flew through the door. She knew something was up because I was freaked out. I'm sorry, all I can think of that. <laughs> Wesley Allen Dodd. That guy was probably like, what the fuck? See, and all I could think about is, God dang it, all that money in her trumpet just in there. <laughs> like, trumpets are expensive, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All I told her was Wesley Allen Dodd tried to get me in the car. He had already been executed, so she knew his ghost hadn't tried to abduct (laughs) me. She called the cops, and when I calmed down and told them what happened, they knew from the description of the car roughly who it was. A sex offender that had tried to abduct a few other girls in the area before and after I encountered him. I got my trumpet back, lol. My mom got even more paranoid about serial killers and everything after that, Which, honestly, I don't blame her. I would have been losing my shit. I have a couple of other stories I can share, but didn't want this email to be super long, so I'll deaf right again. Also, apologize for any typos. I'm multitasking. Creep it real and get a little scared when your phone gets possessed at 3 in the morning. Jameson. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. I so remember that in that story because Wesley Allen Dodd was trying to kidnap a kid in the movie theater and they were like, no, like yeah. freaked out. And they saw that kid. Right? Like, oh my God, I would feel so bad. That would be me. That would be me. Because I'd be like, that motherfucking kid going crazy. Mm-hmm. But also though, I mean, you're not wrong. Either way, you're not yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, don't talk to strangers, but also that's what you look like. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you look like when you pitch a fit. But if you're going to pitch a fit, that's what you better look like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if someone comes up to you and you don't know, do that. That. Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just love that. My English. The- <laughs> come out command of the English language. <laughs> Wesley Allen Dodd. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like stressing about the trumpet. But they tell us, I got my trumpet back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know you. Right. Also... The Z-Demon thing, I'm not joking like that. Mm. Mm. But also, do you have an iPhone? Because if that was around the time that something new was coming out, it might not be Z-Demon. It was 
iOS demon. Yeah, I was going to say an Apple demon. Mm-hmm. We need your other stories if they're anything like that. This one is called The Kiss. Hello, ladies. My sister, Michelle S., wrote in with the story, A Man and His Dog. Well, I thought I would tell one of my experiences at her house. If you remember, she was a single mom with two kids, and she worked a third shift, so I stayed with the kids at night. One night, my boyfriend and I were sleeping. He slept on the back side of the bed near the wall, and I was woken up by a kiss. Yes, I said, kiss, and I knew it wasn't my boyfriend's kiss. It was a hard, nasty kiss. I was like, what the crap? I opened my eyes to a man in front of me. I know I should have been scared to death, but I was mad. I was like, my boyfriend is right there. Then my brain realized who it was. It was the man and his dog. Yes, the pup was sitting right behind him. So I explained to him that he had passed away in the fire. That was the last time he bothered me, except turning the radio on almost every night. I have always had several experiences, but gotta say, this was a first kiss. Big shout out to my sister, Michelle S., for always listening to my experiences. You guys are all great. Melissa S. Do you have any other siblings, and do they start with an M? Sorry. <laughs> That's what I take away from Again, that. <laughs> that is a fucking Donna takeaway. Not a kiss. Not did not even did he use tongue. Like 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 were his lips soft? Like was did his breath stink? Like Well, she said it was nasty. Like nothing about the story. You got another sibling that starts with an M. Well, there's two M's. I'm slow blinking. I mean I want to know it too, but I mean that's not my takeaway. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you? <laughs> I wonder what made him kiss you, though. Yeah. Like, of all the times, like, why right then? He was like, sleeping beauty, I need to wake her up. Maybe you were wearing something especially sexy that night. <laughs> he was like, ooh la la. Wow. Well, your sister's house, it's happening there. This poor guy does not know what's happening. Mm-mm. Well... Here's another family home. This one says, creepy happenings in my family home. First things first, my name's Hillary, and I've been a fan of your podcast for years. And listen to you while I'm working, driving, crafting, pretty much anything I do. That doesn't seem possible. A fan of the podcast for years? Can't, that doesn't seem like we've been doing this for that long. I mean, I know we have. I know that's yeah. a true statement, like, but holy fuck. I know. <laughs> I always listen to your Sinister Sightings episodes and think to myself, I should share my experiences with you. Everybody always says that. Y'all right in. Well, I got off early today and decided to do just that. My first story is about the ghost in my family home. I will preface by saying that when I say family home, I mean the home that's been in my family for three generations and that I have had the ability to see spirit since I can remember. When I was around four or five, I had my first experience with her. I was laying in bed with my dog and two cats, falling asleep when all of the animals jerked up and looked in the same direction. So at first, in my tiny little mind, I thought, oh, it's just mom or dad checking in on my brother and me to make sure that we're asleep. 
But then I realized I heard my parents in the other room and that my fur babies were actually looking towards the closet. So I looked over just because I was curious. I saw a beautiful, wispy image of a lady with dark, short hair and wearing a pretty, flowy dress. It took a minute, but then I realized that she was see-through. I could see my closet door and wall behind her. I quickly pulled the covers up over my head and slammed my eyes closed. I don't really know why I had that visceral reaction because this whole time I just felt calm come over me. Well, this happened every night after that for about a week before I asked her to simply stop because she was stopping me from sleeping. She became my invisible friend of sorts after that. I would see her everywhere, not just at home. She would help me with my homework. We would talk about anything and she would just nether in my periphery. It wasn't until I was about 15 or 16 that I discovered her whole story. Her name is Margaret Van Olinda, and she lived in the house to the right of my house. She was murdered by her estranged husband in 1922. She was shot to death in our front yard and died instantly. Her husband blamed her for the death of their only child, even though he died of cholera and yellow fever. This happened about a year before her death and was well documented. I found the newspaper articles about her death and his subsequent suicide in our local library's microfiche archives. He was caught by the police a few days later and was placed in the county jail. A day before his court hearing, he somehow got a hold of a razor and sliced his throat. He bled out in minutes and died. He was buried in his family's plot. What made her plight worse is that since she did not have any immediate family here in Sacramento, California, and technically they were still married, she was buried in the same plot as her husband. Ugh. Once I found this information out, I started a petition with our local historical society to move her and her son's plots away from the man who brutally took her life. Now, this is where my story merges with the creepy side of her ghost. See, when I would see her at home, she was this beautiful, angelic picture of a person. But when I went to the graveyard where she was buried, I saw her as a horribly mangled creature that showed every bullet hole in her body. I knew she was shot in her face. I did not know that half of her face was blown off. I knew he shot her multiple times. I did not know that she was shot so many times at close range that she looked like a piece of tattered lace. Mm until I saw her that day. I told her that I was going to do everything I could to right this wrong. It took five years and countless meetings and memorandums and letters to powerful people, but we got it done. I can gladly say that her and her son were relocated to what is now known as Lily Alley because of the amount of wild lilies that grow in this part of the graveyard. I visit them every Sunday and bring them flowers. Her favorite are white mums, so I always stop and pick some up at the flower shop right down the street of my house. She no longer looks like that horrible creature when I see her at the graveyard. She is still with me, and she is my guardian angel. The next story I'll send will be how she protected me during the worst car crash I have ever experienced. Creep it real, ladies, and keep up the wonderful work you do. Have a beautiful day and a peacefully wonderful life. That's such a special thing to do. Wow, Hillary, like, that's amazing. Like, you're lucky to have her as a guardian angel, but you're her guardian angel, too. Mm-hmm. She's resting peacefully because of you, too. I love that. Okay, this one is called EMT and Paramedic Stories Creepy. 
Hey y'all, I'm Tabitha from California and I'm on lunch break, so I'm finally doing this. Basically, my best friend is a newbie EMT and her boyfriend has been an EMT for eight years and a paramedic for a few. If you're not familiar with EMT paramedic hierarchy as I was before last week, paramedics typically run calls and can instruct EMTs on scene and are able to give intravenous fluids and narcotics to patients, I believe. While EMTs cannot and would lose their license if they did, paramedics are required more training and are quote-unquote higher up. I didn't know this, so I'm sorry if this isn't new to anyone. Anyway, my best friend's boyfriend has had some crazy shit happen. One thing is that he has made a pact with a co-worker to never work a shift with them because every time they've worked together, they had insane calls. The worst call they had together was a car accident with a dad and two kids where the dad died and the two kids lived, but the paramedics weren't allowed to tell the children what happened to the parent. He had to try to distract them while they were helicoptered out of the scene and waiting for child services. He said that they totally sealed the deal. They had several calls that were over the top, not normal at all, and the two haven't worked a shift together since. Also, paramedics can't leave the scene if another crime-slash-accident-slash-anything happens and they're already attending to a patient. My friend's boyfriend has been running a scene at a car wreck when another car fucking crashes and he just has to watch. The people were screaming for him to help, but he could literally lose his paramedic license due to abandoning the first scene. Sorry for the rough stories. I have so, so many things to share about my paranormal experiences. My favorite is talking to ghosts by using a whiteboard in third grade. How silly. The true crime stories, my mom met a serial killer in the 80s. She also thinks the police staged a murder in her home and the death was declared a suicide. Let me know if these interest you and I'll write in more. Your podcast is truly the light of my life. Y'all don't even know how much I love you. You made my first year at college a lot easier. It feels so good to have my extra large pizzas in my ears at night. Thank you a million from California, Tabitha. Oh, first of all, I fucking love that. Right? Oh my gosh, Tabitha, thank you. We want you to share all of those stories. Yeah, all of them. I'm like, yep, mm -hmm. check, 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 check. All of those sound fucking amazing. I did honestly, I'm dumb, and I didn't even know that paramedics and EMTs weren't the same thing. I did know there was a difference, and every time I have to say, remind me the difference. <laughs> and I hate that because it's so rude, but I have to always say, you know, because it's like, it's a medical field. It's a it's a profession that I should be able to remember that. You know, it's, I feel like, like I, I feel so rude asking that, not being able to remember it, and I don't know why I can't remember it, and I hate that I can't remember. Well, this one is called The Ghost in the Shower. Hi, I'm Alicia, and this story is kind of long, but it is so worth it. I apologize if it's weirdly redacted. I'm from Mexico, so my English isn't so good. So when I was six, I went to a summer camp in this kind of country club. Every day, they would get us to play in the pool, and afterwards, they'd get all the girls to take a shower. We were about 20 girls, and there were only about eight showers, so the female counselors were always on a rush supervising that we wouldn't be playing. 
They tell us that there was a ghost girl in the showers and that we needed to hurry up or she would catch us. And we would be absolutely terrified by the tales that they would tell us. When I grew older, I figured they made everything up so we would hurry the F up. Sadly, I wasn't completely right. When I was 14, I swam competitively for the same country club. We were only two girls in the team, but I was there by myself most of the time. Our trainings would end around 9 p.m., so there wasn't a lot of activity around the place. So the showers were in a separated room from the dressing room, and every single shower was in a different stall where you could see around, and in front of the stalls, there was a wide mirror. I hope you understood this because it's really important to the story. One night, I got to the showers by myself, and suddenly the doors of the showers opened. I thought it was weird because it was extremely rare that anyone else would be showering at that time of night. Remember the mirror that was in front of the showers? Well, I saw the reflection of a girl pass in front of me, but I didn't see the girl physically walk in front of me. She got into the shower next to me, and the faucet started running. Mm-mm. I was so weirded out that I just kept minding my own business thinking that it was all in my head. But I kept watching her just standing in the stall next to mine. I even peeked in the other stall, but I didn't see the girl. I just saw her reflection on the mirror. A couple of minutes later, the faucet turned off and she just walked out so casually. I got out a few seconds later and just when I was about to leave the dressing room, I ran into a maintenance lady. I asked her if she had seen anybody leaving the dressing rooms and she hadn't. So I told her what happened and she was like, oh yeah, that girl, she just hangs around like it was nothing. Mm -mm. Turns out the story that creeped me out when I was a kid turned out to be real. I absolutely love your podcast. By the way, I study veterinary medicine and I volunteer at my college's vet hospital and I've got a ton of stories about that place. It is very much haunted. Love, Alicia. Alicia, can you tell me what to do about Bo's dandruff? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But also, I have some stuff about Marley. Okay. (laughs) But also, I want to hear all of the stories about the haunted vet school. Right. mm -hmm. How y'all got so many damn stories and survived? Right? Oh, my. Well, also, that you just casually kept just showering Seeing that girl, I'd been like, Ugh. fuck now I'm out. But one, I probably would have had to shower because I would have pissed myself. Mm-hmm. I'd have gotten soap in my eyes and <laughs> died. Tripped on the shower curtain and fell. That would have been you for sure. Hey, ladies. I've been debating on whether or not to share my story because I'm not a writer. You know, words. But here we go. When my kids were really little, like under four years old, we lived in an apartment that was so cute. And I loved to lay out, and I loved decorating it. It was fantastic. I was a single mom of two little girls, and we were just loving life. Well, in the kitchen, there was a cabinet door that would stick out in the hallway if it was open. One night, I was awoken by a very loud static noise, so I got up to investigate. I didn't turn on the lights because I was used to walking around there and knew where everything was. Well, as I was walking to the kitchen, I walked straight into the cabinet door. I know it wasn't left open. So I quickly turned the lights on and all the cabinet doors were open. The static noise was so loud and I was so tired 
and didn't want my kids to wake up that I didn't even really give it a thought until the next day. I closed the cabinets and walked into the living room. The TV was on and turned all the way up. I know I didn't leave it on. So there was one thing. Then my oldest daughter told me one day that she loved playing with the angels at night. Fast forward a few years, I met my husband and we lived in a house out in the country. In our bedroom, there were two closet doors and a window on the opposite side of the room. One night, I woke up because I heard someone walking. I looked over to where the closet doors were and saw a man pacing back and forth. He looked like my husband, so I kept asking him what he was doing and he didn't answer me. So I said it a lot louder and my husband sat up in the bed on the other side of me and asked me what I wanted. After I realized that he wasn't on my side of the bed walking back and forth, I yelled at him to turn the lights on. After I got out the last word, the VHS tape sucked itself back into the VCR and started playing. That was the craziest night ever. We had a lot of things going on in that house. We eventually named our ghost Carl, and when things would happen, like a pipe just showing up in the basement randomly, or when the shower curtain would flap like there was a breeze in the bathroom, we blamed him. Since we moved into a home that we bought, we haven't had any experiences in this house. Thank goodness. That is my story. I hope it made sense and freaked you out like it did me at the time. Thank you for making my favorite podcast. Love, Janine. One, I love that it was a VHS and a VCR. (laughs) Right. Brings me back. I also love that you thought it was your husband walking and he didn't answer you. And you're like, um, and he like sits up like, what? And you're like, Erfurk. Yeah. And then it's like, turn on the light. Like, you know your butthole clenched. (laughs) Like, fuck. Also, since that sounded angelic, what about your daughter talking to angels? What the fuck was that about? Mm-mm. Alma said, <laughs> this is a, not a joke. Alma said, what they play? Angels in the outfield? Damn. Damn. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, something that uh, is not angelic is this next one. It says, scared while getting frisky in my parents' room. Hi, ladies. My name is Myra, and I'm from California. I've been binging your podcast while quarantining at home. I love listening to Sinister Sightings, and I have a few spooky stories myself, but I really wanted to send in a funny story that happened to my husband and I about two years ago. Okay, picture it. We had been over at my parents' house swimming during a hot summer afternoon. My husband and I went to my parents' room to change out of our wet clothes while my parents were in the living room playing with our one-year-old son. My husband tried to get a little frisky with me, and I said we shouldn't because we were in my parents' room. And they have a lot of religious items in there as well, so it was kind of weird. But suddenly, their bed starts to move up and down. Wait, wait, what? The bed started doing the work for you? (laughs) Well... Side note, they have an adjustable mattress, so it moves, but only with the remote control. Oh. We were freaking out because neither of us were pushing any buttons. My husband started calling out my dead grandpa's name, saying, Manuel, is that you? The bed moved again. So then I started calling out my grandpa, asking if it was him, could he do it again? The bed was moving like crazy. My husband and I ran out of the room screaming with only our towels on. 
I'm an extra large pizza, so that was a sight to see. We ran to my parents to tell them what was going on in their bedroom, and we found them playing with our son, who was holding the mattress remote control. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There was no spirit, only a baby with the remote control. Needless to say, we learned our lesson, and there will be no hanky-panky in the parents' bedroom. I have other real stories, but I wanted to share this funny experience with you. Thank you again for such an amazing podcast. I feel like I'm hanging out with friends listening to scary stories. P.S. The story of the black-eyed kids shook me to my core. Creep it real and don't get caught with your pants down. Myra. Um, I love that you said your next large pizza, so that was a good sight because truly my first thought was, God damn, that towel wouldn't fit around me. <laughs> right? I'd be like, Ooh. Like legit, I was like, damn. That's impressive. (laughs) Well, one, I just wouldn't have worn a towel if it was my parents' house. And my dad would have been like, Donna, put some clothes on. See, oh, I 100. See, that's where we different. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of ways, but that's one. (laughs) I mean. I got to be covered. You know me. Donna does not. I do. (laughs) I mean, I got to be covered by insurance. Well, we know how you drive. (laughs) <laughs> that, but also, says the person who's actually hit people. I've hit a deer that actually hit me and a mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> but I met with all my ailments. And I love that he called out your grandpa's name. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what's even better is that your kid didn't even know that it was happening. You know, he's just a kid, like happy with the buttons and everything it just like added up what the hell was her bed remote doing way the fuck in there well the kid probably took it in there how did it reach oh there's there's ones that are uh not attached mm-hmm. fancy shit mm-hmm. like a bougie mm-hmm. all right you ready for this i'm ready we got a fucking ambient story <laughs> oh god that was a sickly ambient boop um blues clues could never let me scroll back up here to, um, who was it? Was it Hillary, uh, trumpet player? Um, <laughs> can we, uh, can we can get we you? you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is our little Christmas present to y'all. Early Christmas. We're kicking it off right. Also, but, I mean, that was a good story to end on. But, like, Carrie's going to one-up, maybe. No pressure, Kristen. <laughs> okay. What did you say? You knew your butthole clenched up or whatever? Yeah. That's what Kristen's just did. She was like, oh. Kristen's going, fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. She's on Ambien right now, probably going, wait, what did I send in? Wait, I type? <laughs> <laughs> okay. She says, hey, hey, hey. I started listening to you about a year ago, and you both leave me cracking up. Let's face it. We are all a little cracked. Anywho, my parents live in a 200-year-old home in New Hampshire. It wasn't just an old home, but it was also the first hospital in that city, and it also housed tuberculosis patients on the third floor. So I have hella spooky stories, but for now, I am just going to send my own personal ambient story. My significant other lived part-time in New Hampshire with myself and our daughter and part-time in Vermont to work. I'd been having trouble sleeping, and my doctor had given me a prescription for Ambien. So I had it planned in my head. My significant other would be coming in that night, so I was finally going to get a good night's sleep. 
Now that he was going to be here and our daughter needed anything, he would be there and I was going to finally be able to, for the first time, take the Ambien and get a good night's sleep. Around 9, I get a call that he should be there by 11.30 and not to wait up for him. I hang up the phone and take an Ambien and go in to get a hot bath and go to bed. The next morning, I roll over to see that I missed 17 calls and 22 text messages from my significant other saying that he had a flat tire and wouldn't be here until morning. Ugh, I think I can't believe I was knocked out so well that I didn't even hear my phone. Next, I walk downstairs and I notice Chinese food containers and think, what the fuck? Who ordered Chinese? It was only myself and my two-year-old daughter and myself at home. Anyway, as I see enough food containers to feed a football team, when I walk into the kitchen, I see a credit card receipt with my signature. I always knew that I was a chunky dunker and never claimed to be a skinny dipper, but I guess that goes to show how sleep eating on Ambien is a real thing, and I'm just grateful I didn't end up having a half-Chinese baby by nine months later. Thank you to both of you ladies who keep me going during this scary time. Yes, you can use my name. Thank you, Kristen. Well, when we eat Chinese food, they give us like uh, so many fortune cookies because they think it's like a family of 12. Yeah, and it's just me down in Colby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, oh, there's not 80 y'all? Cool. Yeah. But they never give us enough soy sauce. I'm like, uh, if we had 12 people, we would need more soy sauce. But thanks. Um, if I'm eating Chinese food, I want to be so swollen. Mm, I mean, true. Also, can you please tell them about Tiffany? I don't eat fortune cookies, <laughs> but oh my God, Tiffany, Colby, and Carrie do. And please tell them about Tiffany. So Colby and I had gotten Chinese. Tiffany and Donna were coming out after dinner to hang out. I don't even know. Well, Tiffany got there while we were still eating. So we shared our fortune cookies with her and she opened it up and... She goes, for another fortune, great. And like through her fortune cookie, fortune. Because <laughs> it had like a website. And like I flipped it over and gave it back to her for her fortune. Like it was like, if you wanted another one, go to this yeah, website. I just love for another fortune. Great. <laughs> <laughs> she got so mad. Oh my God. Like, I can't even get a fortune. Um, you did. It's on the back. Oh, you just read it the wrong side. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> Kristen, thank you for sharing that story. That would be me. I would, oh, 100%. I would definitely. Well, I don't know if there's a um, Chinese place that delivers out to my house, but uh, I'd probably raise hell that they don't deliver <laughs> to my house. I don't honestly, I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would probably just sleep. You probably would. Honestly, you probably would. I'm such a I'm such a sleeper. I feel like I would probably just fucking sleep. Yeah. Not me. No, you wouldn't fucking sleep at all. You'd probably be so damn wired. Probably. I'd be like, no, I would be like, this isn't even affecting me. And like probably like three hours later, I'd just be like on the ground. Because yeah. I've, like, passed out. Like, I don't even feel a thing. Boom. Pretty much, yeah. Y'all, these stories were so good. Thank y'all so much for sending them in. What a great start to this holiday month. <laughs> holiday month. Well, I was going to say season, but it's kind of already the start of the season. This is, like, a big... I don't know. There's, like, so many holidays right here. Yeah. 
so anyway, thank y'all so much. We love y'all. If you want to send in a story, send them in to aparanormalchicks at gmail.com or go to the website aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.